Welcome to Nobody Told Me That, your source for candid business talk and stories. Your host is speaker and author Teresa Duncan. Sit back, buckle up, and hang on. are going to talk about trade show extravaganza. Today is the day to talk about what it's like to go to the trade shows, what are we seeing, and what kind of shenanigans happen backstage. My co-host, partner in crime, Kevin Henry, is with me. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Teresa. What is going on? It's all good here. I'm, I'm explaining. I, I'm, I'm Actually, I'm excited to hear all the behind the scenes of the CDA show because that's the big, show. that's a huge show. Um, now, not as big as the CDA Anaheim. This was San Francisco. Is that correct? It, you're exactly right. Yeah, just got back from CDA San Francisco. Great meeting. Um, you know, you want to dive into it now? You ready to do that? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That. So, so today, let's talk about what it's like to go to these trade shows. What are we seeing? And and you, if you have any behind the scenes, because I'm all about scoop. Um, okay. Yeah, let's go for it. So tell me, tell me everything. Well, I will tell you the very first thing. So I, so I took, I stayed in Walnut Creek, and if you're familiar with the Bay Area, that's actually in the East Bay. So I took Bard in both mornings, just didn't want to mess with traffic or anything like that. So I get off the Bard at the Powell Street Station, which is where the streetcars turn around. Everybody's standing in line to get their picture taken on the streetcar. And I'm talking, I'm talking to my dad actually while I'm walking. You know, it, it, great. You know, I can talk to my parents and I can avoid all the homeless people asking for money there in San Francisco. Oh my God, isn't it so, bad there? It's oh, so bad there. Seriously, it's like you know the gauntlet. You've got to run that between your hotel and the convention center. It's crazy how you know. It really is. Well, so, and from uh, what I understand, the Tenderloin District is as seedy as it sounds. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, it's such a great name, too. Isn't you know? it? Isn't it, 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 is. it is. It is. You know, I wish my nickname was Tenderloin. No, never mind. We won't get it. You know what? That. That's it. You are going yeah. to be in the show notes as Tenderloin Henry. That's, that's, <laughs> exactly. what, we're, <laughs> that's what we're going for. But, but seriously, though, the, the one thing that, I mean, I love San Francisco because of the views, the bridge. I love that bridge. I love Alcatraz. Yep. But... Whenever somebody says, "Hey, let's go to you know, let, come speak in San Francisco," part of me is like, Ugh. "Yeah, because it, it's it's yeah. it's seedy. Some of it is seedy. It it is, and and the the tough part is that you know they they definitely have a homeless problem. And if you're listening in San Francisco again, I love your city too. I love yeah. to be, but boy, those few blocks to get to the convention center are tough. They really are. Okay. Uh, you know. So, uh, but anyway, so I'm I'm talking, I'm avoiding people, you know, I, I'm doing my best, uh, Brock Lesnar, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody as I walk. <laughs> and I get to where the Moscone Center is, and you've been to the Moscone Center. Yep. It's gone. It's literally a hole in the ground. What? Yes. See, I didn't, I didn't know they were doing construction. What do you mean? Did they, I, so where's the meeting? I purposely didn't tell you this before the podcast, just because I wanted to see if you knew that. I uh, had no idea. Well, they've got Moscone. They've got Moscone North and South. So they, are both. Okay. Yeah, so Moscone. Let's see. The one. I, oh boy, I'm bound in direction. I'm guessing it's North. The one that was the main one that you okay. always. Went, it's literally gone. It's a hole in the <laughs> ground. I mean, you could look in and see like where we all used to go down the escalator to get into the meeting hall. Wow. And, and seriously, I'm talking to my dad. And I'm just like. And I literally said, holy crap, where's the convention center? 
<laughs> uh, you know, and and my dad's like, "What's wrong?" You know, he's thinking a terrorist attack has happened or something. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, "Oh well, it must be across the street then." So I walk across the street, and as I'm walking up to the doors, they've got chain links and padlocks on them. Wow. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And so there's one door open. I peek in there, and the, the security guard's like, you looking for the CDA? <laughs> like, yeah, how'd you guess, you know? So, so Moscone West, I don't know if you remember Moscone West. It was the smaller convention center area. No, I didn't uh, even know there was one. There is a Moscone West. Wow. Uh, past, it's where they put some of the uh, the auxiliary meetings and things like that have been in there. Well, that's where everything is now. Uh, oh, apparently. okay. So from what uh, our mutual friend Tony Edwards from Dr. Bicuspid told me while we were uh, chatting in San Francisco, he told me that this is like a two-year project. This is not a, a quick uh, thing. So by the time the ADA is back out there, and I don't remember if that's 2019 or 2020, but they are supposed to have the convention center completely rebuilt, completely redone, and like this awe-inspiring thing in the middle of San Francisco. So that was wow. huge. Like, what? Yeah, see, I was like, I mean, seriously, I had to take my wife over there the next day whenever she came in the show. I'm like, you've got to see this big hole in the ground. It's awesome. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it was, just, it was just really weird. But... All that being said, Moscone West was it was really a good show. I thought uh, I was actually surprised by the attendance. You know, I've been to CDA North in the past, and it has been a little slow. Uh, I thought I thought this one was pretty well attended. Uh, okay. The only the only thing that they had to do was they had to split the exhibit hall onto two different levels. Oh, jeez. So, exactly. So I think the upper level didn't always get the love the lower level did. Uh, just talking to some of my friends who are the exhibitors up there. But uh, for the lower level, I thought it was pretty decent. Well, that's – and so when when you go to these trade shows, um, part of the interesting stuff that I think you and I get into is, you know, are the exhibitors happy? Because right. cause that's how you really take the temperature of the meeting. Is it a meeting they're going to go back? Is there a meeting yep. that's pretty much dying? Because there's a, there's a few dying meetings oh, out there. there. Um, so did you feel that, that – so the people on the upper level probably weren't thrilled. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's like a lot of shows. You know, I, I don't remember if you were at the ADA when it was in San Antonio a few oh, years. Oh, yeah, that was awful. Yeah. And it was like an L shape on the convention center floor. And it really depended on where you were on the L, whether you got traffic or whether you were bowling, you know, and just throwing, you know, lawn darts and not hitting anybody. Yeah. Uh, well, and yep. for people who, who weren't there, um, you know, the San Antonio Convention Center is exactly, as Kevin described, it was a big L, and it was a long L, too. Yep. So if, yep. you were in, if you weren't in the middle at the bend, then, you know, you really weren't getting very much traffic. And honestly, there was – so the, at the, the two entrances – you would probably get some traffic because that's where people were coming in. But if but between the entrance and the L or the the bend, it was sometimes no man's land. And then the uh. there was one end of the L that really actually didn't get a lot of traffic. But I do remember uh, that was a good meeting for me because I was able to talk to so many vendors because they exactly. weren't busy. They weren't busy. Really? It was yeah, and that was hands down one of the. I mean, I've never heard grumbling like like grumbling oh. there. Um, and I, I maybe that factors into why ADA hasn't gone back to San Antonio since yeah. then. I haven't seen that in the plans, and that's probably why. It's such a bad... Well, 
you know. And, and, and I do think that that was honestly one of the uh, biggest issues for the ADA moving forward, trying to get people to exhibit at the meeting, was everybody points back to San Antonio and goes, mm. eh. you know, and, mm. and, you know, we all think Honolulu is such a great destination next year and won't this be fun, but nobody's going to be there, you know, except for those people who want to be on the beach. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's that. That's one of those meetings that honestly is has slid a lot since I came into the industry in '99. I'm sure you've seen it as well, uh, as far as booth space and attendance, both. Yeah, and you know the the one thing that I think ADA has going for it is um, all of the legislative activity that happens sure. there. Yep. So of course everybody that's a member, and, and there's an awful lot of dentists who are active in the legislature. They don't even go to the courses, though. They're stuck in meetings all day for like three or four days. Um, yep. But they bring their teams, you know, or they bring their spouse or they bring, you know, their office manager. So so they do bring people. So, so I think that's one thing that saves them. And then the other thing is there's so many um, corporate meetings that happen as well at, at the ADA and the ADMC. But... Yep. And and then you also have a lot of the organizations having the side meetings at the ADA, um, you know, like like in in their you know neighboring hotels and that sort of thing. I always see like the AA's, uh, what is it the uh, oh, the Academy of Dentist uh, American College of Dentistry. I always see them having a meeting. Um, the Laser Medicine always has a meeting. There's just sure. there's always side meetings going on. I think really that's one of the things that keeps the ADA going. Um, Yep. From what I understand, though, they're trying to invigorate their educational track. You know, just with the with the on being on the floor and and all of that. I don't think the ADA is going to die, but I, it's definitely it's got some challenges. Oh, it does. You know, but but I think all meetings have challenges, and I think that you could talk to you know our friend Shannon McCarthy up at Yankee, you could talk to Dr. Edwab, Greater New York, Randy Grove at Chicago Midwinter. You know, and they're all going to tell you that this is how meetings have changed over the years and how that they're trying to adapt to those change. And, you know, Shannon up at Yankee, uh, you know, they did, they did a great job by bringing down, you know, happy hour into the exhibit hall, you know, and Dr. Ed Wobb has always had those glass classrooms in the middle of, of greater New York. Yeah. And, you know, and whenever Chicago midwinter moved over to the new side of McCormick place, that seemed to really give it a shot in the arm. So, you know, I mean, I, I think everybody's trying to figure out what's that sweet spot between making sure that the exhibitors are happy and making sure the attendees are happy because that is a very narrow band right there to fall into. Well, but it, but it's interesting, though, because I I tend to hear more about let's keep the vendors happy, but doesn't it – maybe I'm getting it wrong, but I think you need to get the – the exhib- not the exhibitors, the attendees happy. I think it's always going to be the education that attracts them right. to the meeting, and then that way you feed the vendors because that's, I mean, that's the model. Um, oh, absolutely. And, you know, but one thing that I saw at CDA this week, and, and I was going to talk to you about during this, you know, it's it's a carnival mentality. And mm-hmm. and when I say that, it's people walking down the aisle, and they've got you know at CDI I think it was green was dentist, you know. And if mm-hmm. you saw a green badge walking down, it was like feeding time at the aquarium for the sharks. <laughs> I mean, it was, hey doc, hey come over, hey have you tried? You know, and I mean, if I was a dentist, I wouldn't go in the exhibit hall just for yeah. that reason. And I 
I literally saw it this time, and I talk about it all the time, but I literally saw at a booth where I was visiting with a friend of mine, assistant came up to talk, and they said, well, why don't you bring your doctor back, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> I literally saw it happen right in front of my eyes, and I'm just like, my God, people, don't you all want folks to come to your booth? I'm just curious. Or, you know, yeah. are you all happy on your cell phones and chatting with each other? You know, uh, I always wanted to tell the... Because that, that's been said to me a couple times as an office manager, and I always wanted to tell the rep to turn around, bend over, so I could stick a foot up your butt. <laughs> you know, that's what, how about I bring this foot up to your butt? How about that? Because that's so insulting that, you know, that, that I am not capable of making a decision or a recommendation. Um, yeah, boy, boy, when you want to rile up an office manager, bring yeah. up condescension among reps and just watch, just sit back. I mean, honestly, just get a cup of coffee and sit back because they will go and talk about this. Well, um, same thing with assistants. And, you know, and I know hygienists are, are fairly well respected out there uh, in certain booths for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think that's something the office manager and the assistant both share is that, yeah, obviously, well, sweetie, gosh, you've got the wrong badge color. You you can't possibly make a decision on your own. You know, yeah. you're not, yeah. Oh, <laughs> sweetie, sweetie. Yeah, do, sweetie. Do they call you sweetie, Kevin? Do they call uh, you sweetie? No, you know, but, but I, have seen, I have seen the females called sweetie. Yeah, uh, you know, by the, by the good old boys. I've seen it. You know, it still happens, and I still just cringe, and I go, oh, that wasn't a smart thing to say. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Well, and, you know, you, you and I have both done sales training for teams, first for yeah. companies. And and when we say this to I, – well, I, I shouldn't talk for you, but basically when I say this – to uh, a group of salespeople, and I say to them, hey, you know, you need to, to treat them as equals, understanding they may not have the purchasing power right then and there, but their influence is considerable. You can just oh, yeah. see them look at me like, what? Are you sure? Because oh, yeah. many of them come from pharmaceutical sales on the medical side, and there is no, I mean, that's not the case there, really. Um, I mean, what do, do you see that same kind of disbelief? Like, what you talking sure. about, Willis? Do you see oh, that? <laughs> <laughs> I do. And, and I think that that's still one of the biggest hurdles that team members have to overcome is how they're being viewed in the eyes of the industry and exhibitors. And that's the drum that I bang so often whenever I'm talking to folks in the industry. I'm like, you know, I know you all have the crosshairs on the doctor. I get that completely. But you're, what you said a minute ago, though, these team members have influence. And these mm-hmm. team members, 90, I would say 90% of the time, when a sales rep goes into a practice, they're not talking to the doctor. They're talking to somebody else in that practice. And I guarantee you, if you're company X and you just had a really bad showing at a show in the eyes of an office manager, she may not let you pass the door, you know. I mean, or the assistant. They may go with company Y instead of company X. And, you know, you know, you may roll your eyes at that, but I'm telling you, these impressions make a difference, and they don't go away quickly. Well, I will tell you that there was um, – I actually wrote an article years ago, and I cannot – you know what, honestly, I don't even know if it – if the online link is there anymore, but it was titled Bulldogs at the Gate. And mm-hmm. that that's the office manager. I mean, that's we, – yep. we are very proud of that protection stance, that protective stance that we have of our doctors. We, we, see, we take it very seriously that, that, you know, we are charged with guarding the doctor's time. 
And so if you come in and basically, you know, uh, well, I'm going to wait and talk to the doctor. Um, I'll sit down. You know, because reps will do that. They'll come in. The office manager will say, how can I help you? And they'll just say, oh, I'll wait to talk to the doctor. And and (laughs) in our mind, we're going, I mean, there's a snarky side of us that's always going, well, you're you're going to be there for a long time, buddy. Um, You know, all you had to do was acknowledge, get to know me. I mean, honestly, it's not a power trip. It's just that that's my... That's my charge is to keep them safe. And so if you want to get by me, the bulldog at the gate, then treat me with respect. And and that is definitely an issue in our industry for sure. It it is. And and I hope one of these days before you and I are, you know, uh, in a a nursing home somewhere sharing, uh, you know, playing (laughs) backgammon or whatever we do, I hope that it's changed. I, I really hope that that respect for all members of the team has come out at some point in this industry. And, you know, I think we're slowly getting there, but, man, it's a slow crawl. Very slow, and especially because there's, you know, rep turnover that happens all of the time. And so you're continually training new hordes of reps um, that, that may or may not have sales experience or they've got bad sales habits coming from medical um or not even healthcare. If they're coming from an outside, if they're not coming even from healthcare, then that's a different mentality. Because in all other industries, you go straight to the purchaser, um, yeah. and so sure. that, so so winding your way through the team is a foreign foreign concept. And and in the trainings, we have to you know I have to hammer that home. I mean, is that similar in your sort of sales training where yeah. you kind of just go through the the steps and why it's important? I mean. Is that something what yeah. you do too? Because we've never talked about our sales trainings and what we, no, we do have. with each other. You so. know, and, and one thing that I always tell assistants is, you know, whenever you walk up to a booth, don't be afraid to remind those folks at the booth that you're the one who does the ordering or you're the one who certainly has the doctor's ear whenever it comes to ordering. And watch how that tune changes a little bit. You know, if you really have that um, belief in yourself, and what you do on a daily basis, and you can actually say, you know, whenever your rep comes into the office, I'm the one placing the order. It's amazing how things might change on the other end of that booth. Um, I am amazed, though, at the at the behavior of some team members. However, so let me let's let's not okay, make this all up. rep rep bashing because no, no, you know there are definitely you and I know a ton of ton of good reps. Um, oh, sure. But there's this there's this thing that happens at meetings, and I was guilty of this probably the first couple of trade shows that I I went to, and it, and it's it's actually it's a compulsion I have to keep myself from doing it. There is this grabby thing that comes out with team members, right? <laughs> so yeah. we right like they're just like honestly, it's like the the what is those machines where the robotic arm and you're just trying to grab oh, things like the claw. Yeah. The claw. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for team members, the claw comes out and you see these, the, and, 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 and there's a, there, I remember being with one rep when it happened and they were like, here comes a flock and he called it. He's yeah. like, oh, watch, just watch. And it was like, we were watching like animal kingdom or something. He was like, and here we have, you know, <laughs> he, here yeah. we have the office manager in the wild, watch her greet, you know, reach for the pens. And, and sure enough, she like reached out, she grabbed like 10 pens. She stuffed them in her bag and I could see in yeah. her bag, like she was re- like, she could have buried that bag in a time capsule. She had so much stuff in this <laughs> bag. And, but that's yeah. what you see. So reps are so used to seeing 
these hordes of team members come through and basically pick apart their desks or their booths like a vulture. Um, and, and no oh. respect for, you know, okay, if I take this pen, then maybe we should at least say hello, like at least have oh, eye contact. Oh. Don't look, grab, move on. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that is so that is so unbelievably rude. And and that's, but reps, you know, it's a, it's a Pavlovian response because reps now have gotten, they, they now put food on their booths. Um, because they know that the team members are drawn to food. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, you, you remember the the, the, the sweet the sweet dispensers that there were at business of dentistry in yes. the exhibit part. Yes. I, you know, I I was telling my daughter about that. I was just like, my God, at a dental show to see all these buckets of candy, you know, that you see, like you said, every time that we go to a meeting, there's always chocolate or something laying out. Sure, you know? sure. Absolutely. Well, and for people that weren't at business of dentistry, they had huge um, dispensers. What are those called? Like gumball machine type things. Yeah. Um, with throughout the exhibit halls where you could just fill up with food or fill up with all this candy. Oh, um, yeah. And, and it was very, I mean, they were empty by midday. Oh, yeah. Um, Reese, I mean, we're talking Reese's Pieces, M&M's, peanut M&M's, lemon heads. I mean, yeah, think about a candy, and these things were full of them at the start of the day. And, yeah, like you said, right after lunch, they were gone. Yeah. Yeah, they were, and you could see people were like, um, <laughs> like, hello, who's who's refilling it? So, so vendors have learned to put like baskets of food um, on their table, but just far back enough where they can't just reach in and grab. They have right. to reach in and make eye contact and say hello, and that's and honestly, that's smart because there's so many. And it's sad. I, so, so if any team members out there, if you kind of recognize yourself as the the, the grab and dash type, just yep. stop. You don't need that many pens. Pens are cheap at Staples. You don't need that many <laughs> pens. Yeah. You just, you know, if you're not interested, then just don't. Uh, if you're interested, stop in, say hello, get to know them. But, but don't just raid their table and move on to the next one. It's just such a bad look. It is, and you know, and I've had friends from Hugh Freedy, I've had friends from Premier, uh, I've had friends from PDT who have said that they literally almost have to chain their instruments down because oh, people yeah. will swipe them. Uh, they absolutely will. I'm like, guys, really? Oh, it's yeah. true. And, and you know, so you know, I used to be at the uh, the ICOI meeting all of the time. Yeah. Um, the implant International Congress of Oral Implantologists. And that meeting, you know, it's all implant machines and Hugh Freedy and Salvin, and they very expensive stuff and like lasers and piezos and all that kind of stuff. And they were a little bit more open about their their stuff being on the table because it's a diff it's a smaller meeting if somebody grabs it they can pretty much find them it's not that big of a meeting and i would see those same vendors at the bigger meetings and their booth lockdown was much different i mean oh, their yeah. instruments were 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 laid out differently you'd have double the amount of reps just keeping an eye on it um yeah piezo tips would disappear um salvin has all of their instruments there and you could just pick them up. I mean, they want you to pick them up, but you can pick sure. them up and run. And so they've got people, you know, inside the booth and outside of the booth keeping an eye on that kind of stuff, um, which is really a shame. Don't you think that's a shame? It is because, you know, we, we've talked for, for a bit now about that relationship there at the booth. And yeah, you know, if you've got to worry about people stealing your stuff, 
then mm-hmm. that's really a good business environment. <laughs> you know, let's be honest here. For real. <laughs> so, yeah. So so yeah, if you become the claw, please please you know stop doing that because <laughs> you know at, at at some point I I really do think that there's going to be this tipping point in our industry for trade shows. You know, and I I do think that at some point the the smaller shows are going to be so small they go away. Uh, you know, and I'm worried about a lot of the state meetings, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that happen. Uh, there's a lot of state meetings now that if you go to, it doesn't take you very long to wander through the exhibit hall and you're done, you know. Yeah, and, and, and that's a shame, though, because as a speaker, the state meetings, to me, the state and local meetings are always really good for me because you really connect with them and you hear absolutely. about what's specific to that particular region. Yep. So that's really a shame. But I, I agree. I, I am definitely seeing that um, that change. And and it's – I'll tell you what I think is the, um, the, the hint that something bad is coming. And, and let's see if you have a similar, similar yep. tell. So when I go to a trade show and I see nothing but jewelry – and oh, yeah. massage stuff. Vacuum cleaners. Yes. So, yes. so because what because yep. what that is is that exhibit hall has a list of vendors who will come and exhibit at every meeting, and they only go to that list if you can't fill the booths of your dental specific vendors. So when you go to a meeting and you see, you know, one year you've got one jewelry person, fine, that's fine. Next year you've got three foot massage people and chair massages and then you're kind of going, uh, uh-oh. And then yep. then without fail, the third time I go, it's it is that is exactly what has happened. It has become a dead show. The trade floor is is less walked. Um I would rather you not have that that stuff there because I think it cheapens the look. Yeah. But I think from a meeting planner's point of view, I think they need to understand. They don't get this. I don't think they get this. They need to understand that that sets a me- sends a message to the vendors that it's a dying show. I, I agree. And, you know, the the trend that, that I'm seeing out there is that booths, you know, got to make sure booths uh, <laughs> are getting so much smaller you know that the the dense flies, the three M's, the Pattersons, the Shines. You know these companies that have had massive booths in the past are now they're they're taking smaller and smaller and smaller. And so I think that that to me is a sign that you know again we we you know whenever I came in the industry in '99, you know one of my first jobs was the editor of Proofs magazine, which was for the industry. It was not right. for the professionals for the industry and at that time in 99 they were talking about how trade shows were getting smaller and here we are almost 20 years later and we're i'm really seeing it out there and and maybe i notice it a lot more just because i'm really looking for it but some of the booth sizes at cda north i was like oh my gosh that's their entire booth you know really and, and these were big companies you know and i'm i won't uh, mentioned, but if you came in right. the front door, there were a couple that were right there at the front. You're like, oh wow, that's really it. There, you know, that's all they've got. Well, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, because usually you can go on the floor and you use the big companies as landmarks. Like I'll right. meet you over by X oh, uh, company. Yeah. I do that so all you're time. saying that that's a little that was a little different this time. It was at CDA North, and, okay. and again, I, you know, whenever I came in and 
you, you tell me what you think about this. I was always told there were five big meetings of the year. You had Yankee, you had Midwinter, you had Hinman, you had ADA, and you had Greater New York. Now, I think CDA South is in there as well. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the CDA North was never one of those big, big ones. You know, it, it always seemed more like a regional meeting, uh, to me at least. Uh, but I still see it even at some of these bigger shows that I just mentioned. You're seeing some of the booth sizes getting smaller, uh, you know, and, and the, the massive I'll meet you by company X. Well, it's not as easy to find as it was five years ago. Yeah, definitely. Well, what about, um, so Serona, you know, Dense Play Serona now has their own meeting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other companies that have their own meeting. Um, Strat, well, all of the implant companies have always had, uh, not yearly, but, Regular meetings, BioHorizons. I've had the pleasure of speaking there. Strauman, um, yep. you know, they they have their own meetings, but and the sleep people, you know, those those companies now are putting on meetings instead of you know going to these these big shows. So, do you think that's that's hurt it as well? I, I do. You know, I, I think that we are coming to the point in our industry where it's the specialized shows that are going to be more, you know, you you feel like you're a member of the club at Zero World. You feel like that at RDH under one roof. You mm-hmm. feel like that at an ICOI or a Strauman meeting or whatever it might be, you know, because you really do share something with the other attendees that are there. You're all hygienists or you're all, you know, CEREC owners or whatever it might be. And I mm-hmm. and instead of a, a bigger meeting where it's a conglomeration of folks. I, I do think that those specialty meetings where they really treat you like a king or a queen whenever you're there, instead of just a number going through the turnstile to get into the exhibit hall, you know, I, I think that that is changing our industry definitely. There is, um, so let's go back to your list of must attend meetings. Um, so you were saying Hinman, uh, Chicago Midwinter, Yep. Um, Greater New York, ADA, and did I get them all? There was one more. Yankee, what Yankee was spelled. Yankee. Yeah. And, yeah. and to me, CDA Anaheim was always talked about as yeah. well. Um, and, and the reason, so for people who are just kind of new to dentistry or not quite sure of the behind the scenes, when we say must attend, it's because uh, executives are there. It's not just salespeople. Executives right. are there. Um, and product launches. So product launches tend to happen at Chicago Midwinter and CDA, right? Isn't that aren't those the it two? Is. Am I missing one? Well, and and you know it used to be when I first started, ADA was a big product launch. Now that's moved to Greater New York. So yes. now you'll lot, yeah. So really, I think it's Chicago Midwinter and Greater New York are your two big product launch meetings now, in my opinion, at least. Okay, and and so yeah, and I I agree with you that it used to be um, ADA, and but Greater New York gets. Um, a lot of uh, international visitors. Oh yeah. And so that's that. I think is why they they tend to to do the launches there. Chicago Midwinter has always been known as the product launch um, place, and and that's always fun for me to walk the floor at Chicago Midwinter because, um, and, and and honestly, and I say this every time. I don't know if you're as bad about this as I am. I say this every time that I'm going to build in a whole day where I'm going to go around and look at the tables, and it always ends up being a half a day because, you know, the schedule gets full or whatever. Do you yeah. do you make a habit of, of just walking time? I try to, but, but you know, at a meeting like a midwinter or in New York where, like you said, executives are there, some of our key contacts are there, 
that it's always like, hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee. Hey, what are you doing for lunch? And all of a sudden, yeah, you've got two hours where you thought you had a full day. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I value that time with, with those KOLs from these different companies. Yeah. I really, and there's one of them calling now. See, it's amazing. So, well, you know, this phone is just, I don't know. I can't <laughs> figure it out. I'll tell you something. I cannot figure out how to mute this phone. And I know that there's a <laughs> setting that says mute the phone. And for some reason, I'll mute this one. And then the other ones will start ringing. And I, I give up. I just give up. Well, so every time I'm on the phone with a client, I just say, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> so, so, no. so to all the podcast listeners, you are now getting the full Teresa experience. Just the frustrating. Eventually, a dog will bark. Um, a UPS guy will come to the door. And that's it. That's the full work with Teresa experience there. Well, you know, as opposed to my plane, trains and automobiles podcast last time. When, you know, so, all the beauty of live. So. Yep. Um, so uh, wait, I'm sorry. So let's go back here. So, so yeah. you, so we should really, you know what? We're going to both be at Chicago Midwinter. Actually, we're going to be at a bunch of different shows together. Oh, yes. um, Chicago Midwinter, that's a big product launch. Um, I'm, we're both doing something for Ignite DA. We're speaking to the dental assistants. We're doing a team track. Um, but what, well, let's pledge to block off three hours for the floor. Let's do that, okay. Kevin. Let's pledge the two of us walk the floor. Cause, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but Kevin and I used to do that way back when. I don't know why they would know this, but we used to do this way <laughs> back when. Um, and, and it was a real fun thing because back then I didn't know anybody. Kevin, of course, knows everybody. And so I would go along with him and I would meet all of these industry people and then I'd get the behind the scenes. It was great. Had lots of follow up. But that's how you build relationships. And I'm, it's, you know, now that you're not an editor, you still have those those relationships with oh, those sure. people. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the cool thing, at least in my mind, is that, you know, you can still have those relationships with people. And now it's a different kind of relationship, you know, that now we can just talk industry gossip and they don't have to worry about me writing it, you know, on tomorrow's blog or anything like that. Oh, that's funny. That's, Do you, so did yeah. you run into that? Tell, I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I had a lot of, now, you know, off the record, I had a <laughs> lot of that. Oh, absolutely. Do I you need know? to cut this out, or is this really off the record? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was kind of like, oh, you know, and, and I guess I just never think about that. But, yeah, there was a lot of that that, that happened. Uh, oh, back I had no back. idea. And now, now it's just like you and I talking now. You know, now it's like two friends. Well, what are you seeing? What's going on out there? You know, what have you heard? You know, and just kind of sharing war stories almost. Uh, so... And you could yeah. probably be a lot more honest now um, about things. Not that you were dishonest, but there you probably were in a position where you couldn't talk about companies oh, sure. and what you had just heard. So I would yep. imagine the conversations now are more fun. Well, they are. And, you know, things things change over time. You know, relationships change, positions change. And, you know, I, I was told when I first got into this industry, it was one of those you are never going to get out of dental. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, you know, obviously here we still are. Uh, you know, but, but there's a ton of us that we change business cards, but we don't change the industry. You know, you move from X company to X company to X company, but you're still in the industry and you still got all that knowledge. So, yeah, there's a lot of folks out there. Saw a couple of them at CDA San Francisco. You know, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Oh, I didn't know you went over to so-and-so company. Oh, you know, and, and it's really, it's, it's cool. 
because those long-lasting relationships, then, you know, some of you who may be listening are, this is your first year in the industry. It's your first month in the industry. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, those those 20 years are almost that have gone past now. It's it's amazing to me how much has changed technology-wise, but a lot of the people are still the same people. And that's one of the coolest things about this industry to me. I I am always amazed at um when I go on LinkedIn and I look at updates and they hit, let's, let's so this goes back to our whole LinkedIn discussion on how important oh, yeah. LinkedIn yep. is. Um you know, I always go to the notifications and I find out um, who's changed positions. So that's kind of interesting to me. So I look to see, and, and there's always, so first of all, there's two people, that, two types of people I see. The first one is the one that always manages to land on, on his or her feet. Like, they, <laughs> you're you, like know, really? you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, I know those change. people. Yeah, They've, and you're like, wow, oh, that's not a bad job. How the heck do they do it? <laughs> and And then you have the other people that when they switch jobs, it's like a, whoa, um, yep. Yep. The, you know what's going on at the old company they I can't believe they let this person go and it yeah. makes you think oh what's going on there um so but it's an opportunity when somebody you know and we had a very good relationship with were moves jobs you know you of course you hit the the like to congratulate them and all that kind of stuff but I'm now in the habit of sending a message to say, you know, congratulations on your change because I'm happy for them and let me know if I can do anything, you know, if, if we can work together at this new position. Um, yep. That that has really, that's paid off probably 50% of the time where somebody will come back and say, oh, in this new job, we can do this, this, and this, and I've always wanted to do this at the old job, and now we can do this, and I've got this budget. And it's, that's that's LinkedIn, that's how LinkedIn is supposed to work. That's, do, you, that's do you do like- similar? Uh, you know, not as much as I should now that I listen to you say that. I mean, obviously, I, I will like the person, but I, or like the, the change, you know, and I'll, I'll usually send a little congrats, but I love your next step there about, you know, is there anything we can do together in this new position? That's really smart play. Well, because especially there are people that I know, you know, like when I see them change, part of me kind of goes, well, yeah, I remember they were saying that things weren't, you know, great. And and if they're in a position to to help me out, I know in the past I've helped them out. Um, sure. You know, so so hopefully there's some consideration there, and that's business. I mean, that's not. I know some people that are new to the professional environment. If they're listening to this, they're kind of like, oh, that's. I would never send somebody an email that just says, hey, what can we do together? But that's how business operates, and and it so is we need correct. we need to get comfortable with asking for things. You know, one thing that I was taught by my mom is that you don't get anything unless you ask for it. And that, I mean, you just don't. And I've tried to tell this to my kid. Um, you know, if if you don't ask for something, then don't complain if you don't get it. You had to at least ask. Yeah. Um, so there, that's, that, so that's the LinkedIn tie-in there. So it, it's amazing that we actually are being consistent with all of our messages. I'm very excited on that, Kevin, <laughs> that, that our LinkedIn messages are consistent throughout the whole podcast. I don't know. It's just it's just funny to me that we can tie this together. And, and, and seriously, if, if you're listening to this, go back and listen to our LinkedIn podcast because we talked about social media a lot and how that really LinkedIn is an overlooked thing as far as being professional. And I think that you're, you're right. I've, I've made a lot of great connections on there and come up with some projects uh, just based on, like you said, starting a, hey, you know, congrats. How can we work together? What can we do moving forward? I see you just launched a new product. What are your thoughts on this? You know, I mean, stuff like that. It's very important. 
so remember, Ed, on that podcast episode, I told you, we talked about how some people see LinkedIn as a dating Oh gosh! Yes. And then, and then, right after that episode, you sent me that. that was, <laughs> I really got a, was. I got an invitation, and it was like, you know, hey, like your smile, whatever. And I was like, screenshot, send to Kevin. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I have yet to get that. That's just so funny. But, <laughs> you so. know, I should probably blur out their name and put that into the show. Notes <laughs> there you go. Through, right. <laughs> Throw it Don't, out there. Don't be this creepy. Um, okay, so so let's go back to the trade show extravaganza because I yeah. I like saying that. I don't know if you watch RuPaul, but she says that oh, extravaganza. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, have to, I'll have to get my notes on that from you. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back there. So with CDA, aside from trade show trends or whatever. Did you see anything cool? Did you see anything, you know, did you speak? I don't even know if you spoke. I should ask no, you I, spoke. I, uh, Well, no, actually I didn't. Uh, so okay. what I did at the show is that I worked in the Sika software booth. Uh, yeah. And they actually launched a, a new product, which I, you know, I'll, I'll, give, it a, I'll give it a plug here. It's actually uh, Alexa working with your practice management software. Uh, so it's artificial intelligence, and it's it's one of those things that you can say, Alexa, open my practice. How's my AR today? What's my schedule today? How's my production today? How does it compare versus the last 30 days? And instead of you going through reports to try to find it, Alexa tells it to you. And whenever you say, what's my schedule for the day, and if you've got implant patients coming up, and Alexa knows that in your um, products, in your storage there that you are running low on a certain supply, she will actually work with you to place that order, which I think is, was very interesting to see That's that. Amazing. Yeah. It, it was really one of those things I'm like, whoa. Now the, the thing that was very interesting to me in that respect was that this is how Amazon starts creeping in a little bit more into the industry because you're ordering it through Amazon. Uh, you know, so your supplies go through there. But I think that again, if if you don't think Amazon is going to come into the industry, you're you're fooling yourself because absolutely they're going to make a play to be a part of the industry just in the way that a Shine or a Patterson has. Yeah, well, Amazon is you know can't uh, Amazon cannot will not rest no. <laughs> until no. they've taken no. over everything. I, yeah. I mean, so they just you know they they own Whole Foods now and they're starting to roll that out. Um, that's been big on. You know, they're advertising that in our area, and they just, they, I think they just announced that they're going to lower Whole Food prices in general. Um, you know, and they're using Whole Foods as their distribution centers for their yep. new grocery venture. There's, that's, they've got it down to a science, this whole delivery model. I mean, they, they're perfecting it. They're going to roll it out in different industries. There's always been talk of Patterson being acquired by Amazon. I don't know where that is. You, that's always been whispered, right? Like, All, like always a year, whispered, yeah. Year yeah. two. How long do you think that started, that whispering started? It's probably been a couple of years, yeah. I yeah. mean, as I, I was at Greater New York the year that Amazon started walking around with the the sandwich boards. Mm. Uh, you know, they were walking around Greater New York kind of announcing, we're coming and mm. on these big sandwich boards. And it was like, I mean, that was a wake-up call for a lot of folks to see that happen. Because it wasn't just talking more. It was really going to happen. Uh, but, you know, this this technology from Seek, I was really impressed with. It was, it's really cool to see it and to how it really kind of um, minimizes a lot of the lookup and shuffling through papers and your clicking to, to find stuff. I mean, Alexa sure. tells. So, yeah, so that was one of the coolest things that I saw. 
Um, you know, like you said a few minutes ago, though, this wasn't a big product launch meeting. Um, you know, Tony and I were talking, and he'd maybe seen five new things, but it wasn't, you know, the, the glut that we see at Midwinter or Greater New York. So that's Tony Edwards from Dr. Yeah. Cuspid. Yes, yes, yes. Great guy, great guy. Oh, great guy, uh, great resource, definitely. And, and he's really the guy out there that hustles to, to find all the stuff. So, yeah, Tony's mm-hmm. a good guy, definitely. Uh, so yeah, so that, I mean, you know, probably a little biased just because I spent a lot of time in their booth and a lot of time watching dentists come over to learn about it and try it out for themselves and kind of see that, oh, wow, this works, you know, look on their face whenever they're talking. Uh, so, uh, but no, that, that was probably the biggest thing that stood out to me. Well, so we had a couple friends speaking though. I saw some pictures of Rita speaking. Um, Rachel Wall was speaking maybe, I thought. Uh, I saw some uh, pictures there. Maybe not. I know uh, Rand Uchi. Uh, okay, Uchi. Uchi, uh, Uchi Odiatu. He's yep. the fitness dude. Yep, and he had a packed house. Uh, Leslie Cannon was there with infection control. Uh, you know, always a always an interesting topic, a necessary topic. Uh, Dr. Mark Hyman was there. Uh, talked to talked to Mark for a few. I think Taxon uh, was there. Christine Taxon may have been there. I, I, I'm think, not she sure. I think, yeah, she I think she was. Yeah, I think she was there. Yeah. So, I, so CDA gets it right, though, as far as speakers go. They they know that education is what's going to bring in the the people. Actually, CDA is one of my favorite shows. I mean, I I both of them, both of them are my yep, favorite shows. Yep. Um, and and so they really get it right. Same thing with Rocky Mountain. I think Rocky Mountain understands that they the people come. You know, they they brave the weather. Of course, Rocky Mountain is in the middle of January. People brave the weather to go take yeah. classes because they're good quality classes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a little, it's a, it's it's chilly. It's chilly there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and you're right. There there are meetings that we haven't talked about, like Buffalo Niagara. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been to that one, but they no. do. It, they do it right as well. They really I've, do. I've not been there, and that's that. That's always. You know, I always hear good things about that meeting too. So, uh, and you you've spoken there for them. I have, I have. Uh, you know, and I'll be there again this year. So we need we need to uh, get you up there. There's just no doubt about that. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. a quick flight for yeah. me. So, uh, um, well, and our yeah. friends, uh, my friend, uh, our friend David Rice lives in that area too. So it's yeah, good absolutely. to pop over. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So let's. Look. There was another course that our class that I, oh Hinman. So Hinman, do you feel like Hinman is um, hanging in there as far as oh, yeah. importance? Yeah. I mean, t- talk to me about because I've never been. I've never been well, to Hinman. Uh, okay, so here's what I think is going to be very interesting to watch this year, uh, and what I'm keeping an eye on because ADA is in October in Atlanta, Hinman is in March and March surrounding bookmark book ending that meeting. So you're talking about three major meetings in Atlanta in the course of a year. Now, mm. Inman has made it very clear that they are their own meeting. They're going to have their own meeting because they're going to support their local dentists. Mm-hmm. What effect will that have on ADA? You know, what you know, will the Georgia dentists, will the local dentists still turn out for yet another meeting? Whenever for so long, so many of them have been very loyal to Hinman, which is a great meeting and has great education. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be very curious to see what Atlanta is like from the ADA point of view. But no, Hin- you know, Hinman is a, a really 
you know, I, I'm a I'm a Southern guy. I consider Oklahoma the South. I do. And and Hinman is it just has that Southern charm, gentleman feel to it. Uh, you know that then and it feels very at home to me, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, you know, but but that's one thing I've heard from a lot of speakers is that it's a very they treat you right. That you know they're very over the top as far as what can we do. The hospitality is just above and beyond. Uh, you know, so I, I do think Hinman gets it right. Uh, I, I absolutely do. But this year is going to be very interesting to see what does ADA change for both of those meetings. Well, and I know Hinman, the talk was Hinman when they asked their speakers for this year or next year. Yep. Or was it? No, next year. That they said, you know, you can't speak at, at right. ADA. So, they, yeah. you know, they're protecting their turf. I get it. Oh, absolutely. Um, Okay, so so him, yeah, and, I, and from a speaker point of view, Hinman is supposed to be like the the meeting that that treats you so well. They you know have a host for you. They treat you well. They but I also have heard that that's the meeting where they work you to death. Um, that's you know, and I've never been invited. I don't have an invitation on the table, so I'm I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot here. But this is what I've heard that you, basically when you are invited there, your host stays with you from the time they pick you up to the time they drop you off. I mean, stay with you. And there was yeah. one speaker that said their room was right next door to their host. Like, that's how close the host was. And you're expected to go to every, pretty much every social event. So not only do you speak a ton, but you're you're with someone the whole time, and you're expected to attend all of these events, which is, for a speaker, exhausting. It is. And, and, you know, and I think you and I have both seen that as speakers, you know, and you and I both are, and I'm proud to be that, but I think that we've both seen that at all meetings we're being asked to do a little bit more, you know, and, and you know, a few more courses here, a repeat there, you know, whatever it might be, you know, and so these meetings are changing not only in terms of what they're, how they're trying to get people in exhibit hall, but also the back end as well, you know, how are they going to get the most out of the speakers that they bring in, to ensure that their attendees can see Teresa Duncan, you know, whether it's on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. they're going to try to to get the most out of Teresa Duncan while she's there. Well, and you know, if the compensation's there, they can get as much of me as they want. I mean, that's the way. That's business. I'm not saying anything rude. It's business. No. Um, but but you do need that downtime. Like like some of the stuff like after a class, you know me, that the joke with me and my friends for, for those listening is that if you let me go back to my room to change or whatever, yep. I'm done. You won't see me again. I'll come we, up with some reason to not come down again. I I always grab Teresa if we're going out to dinner. You go, Come on, hey the bus is leaving, here we go. Right. You know. Uber's <laughs> outside. <laughs> Because he knows, he knows that I'm going to go, oh, let me go drop this off. Oh, let me go change pants. And oh. then then the text comes, what, 15 minutes later. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I, because I cause once I sit on my bed in my hotel room, it's so nice. Because cause we're on. Being a speaker is, um, you know, physically it's hard. And people don't think that because you're, you're they're like, oh, you just stand from the front of the room. How how hard is that? But the adrenaline, le- the adrenaline level, the energy level on all day, and then it doesn't even stop from the front of the room. When you go to the bathroom, when you go to go through, you know, lunch downstairs, there's always people that want to talk to you, which is awesome. Not complaining about that at all. But you have to be on. You're, you're on the whole day. Exactly. 
Exactly and, and, right. And by the end of the day, you know, not only are your feet exhausted, but you lay down and your brain just goes through this. It's it's almost like a, a Transformers, like the transform, like Bumblebee turning into, <laughs> you know, the car. Like you just, there's this like shutting down. Like I can That's feel my brain nasty. just shut down. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and <laughs> so, so I don't, you know, and it's not that I don't want to talk to people. It's just I don't want to talk to people right then and there. Yeah. Um and so when you asked me to go to a social event, when you asked me to go to a cocktail party, I'm like, oh, and, and you know, depending on who it is, I'm going to do it. But for the most part, if I can get out of it, I will. And I, I don't know. I think a lot of speakers are like that. So, yeah, I th- you know, I think a lot of us, you're right, that we, you're on all the time. And, you know, I know after I speak, and I love speaking to dental assistants as much as anything I do, but... You know, you really, you know, you're mentally alert like the whole time because you've got to be ready to answer a question. You've got to be ready to talk through a situation, whatever it might be. And, yeah, at some point you just want to veg and watch CNN or, you know, ESPN or whatever it might be. Or WWE. We just oh, well, want to see some that. wrestling. You know, absolutely. Is there anything <laughs> wrong with that? The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, you just want to do something mindless. And so... Uh, absolutely. We love for you all to come up and ask us questions. I mean, that, that's why we're there is to do that. But, yeah, Teresa's right. Once we get to our room, other than maybe calling our spouse or a kid or whatever it might be, we're done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really. And, yeah. and so have you, um, this is, and this is, maybe it's a girl thing because I know guys are different when they go to the bathroom. But I oh. have been followed into the bathroom, and I have had people where I've said, okay, can you give me a second? And they will stand outside of my door where I'm going to the bathroom and that's, talk to me. Has, no. does that, has that ever happened to you? No, and, and I will say that's probably the beauty of me speaking to dental assistants and it being a very female-dominated uh, industry. No, I have not had that. Uh, so, no, God bless you. I, that's a new one. No. Yeah, uh, it's happened, and I know I'm not the only one because there's other female speakers that I've spoken to that have had this issue. But, you know, if you – I mean – if you want to listen to me go to the bathroom, because your your question is that important, I, I have a hard time saying saying <laughs> no to that because obviously your boundaries are down and you you need the answer to this question. I don't. But it's, how bizarre is that? I, it's just so well, bizarre. That's that's probably for a whole other podcast. You know, uh, maybe our Halloween episode. You know, tales. <laughs> Tales of the Speaker, you know, or whatever it might be. <laughs> horror attendees. That's what it should <laughs> exactly. be. Horror, horror attendees. Let's talk about the worst attendees that we've, oh, you know, God. that we've ever had. So, um, oh gosh, that would be a great episode. We should. We yeah, should actually, we should. That. We should do that. I was, telling, <laughs> I was telling one of my all-time favorite horror stories this weekend in San Francisco, and the people didn't believe it. So yeah, we'll save that one. All right, we'll save that one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So because I, I definitely, I, we, well, I've shared some of mine, but we. There's definitely more. There's so oh, there's many more. Always more. Absolutely. <laughs> and we may, you know what? We should probably bring in a guest on that too. I wonder. I wonder if other people. I'm sure Rita Zamora has had some horror stories. Oh, um, yeah. Let's bring in an OSHA speaker because OSHA. I'm sure you know people have oh, to take OSHA classes. There's like a, a percentage. It's kind of like coding. There's a percentage that are super excited to be there, and then there's the other per- <laughs> the other group that's like. What am I doing here? So, yeah, we should get an OSHA or a HIPAA speaker. I'm sure they have lots and lots of uh, information and good stories. Uh, okay, so back to extravaganza. I have to keep refocusing here because we just get, we just go down these rabbit holes. Um, 
So we talked about Hinman, Chicago Midwinter, Greater New York, ADA, Yankee, CDA. Rocky Mountain is definitely one of our, our favorite yep. ones. I would be yep. remiss if I did not mention Star of the North. That is absolutely one of my favorite shows. Um, the people are amazing. Um, they're so nice. And <clears throat> the organizers... Are just they're just fun people. They're just I've never had a bad experience at Star of the North. Have you been to that meeting or spoken at that you meeting? No, that that's on my bucket list, honestly, okay. because I such great things about Star of the North. So uh, I I have talked to them about coming up there. Supposedly we're working on that. So fingers crossed, I'll be sooner and later. Yeah, oh, I would so love. You are to. in touch with them because I was going to say I'm happy to send an invitation. So you you're I, happy. You okay? I, actually, I, yeah, I am. And uh, you know, it's I think that. Um, it's going to, you know, just manifesting it out there. It's going to happen sooner and later, I have faith. What's, on, what's the other one? What's What other bucket list shows do you have? Uh, you know, honestly, Hinman. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I have not spoken at that one yet. I've attended it, uh, but I've never spoken. So that's my that's another bucket one for me. Uh, and California. You know, I, uh, I would love to work, you know, the California Dental Assistance Association. I have a great uh, relationship, and I would love to be able to speak at CDA. Uh, to the assistants out there. So, yeah, the, uh, I think uh, those three, I, I'd be pretty happy, you know, to see those right. myself. How about so you? We're going to put that out to the, the universe that that's your, exactly. that's your bucket list. And Absolutely. Hopefully that will happen. Um, so, for me, you? let me see. Well, Chicago Midwinter was up there for sure, um, and now that's going to happen. So that's yep. I'm excited about that. Um, let me think here, because there's so many good meetings that have been – there really are. good to me. Star of the South, I keep hearing, is a great meeting, and I've not spoken for them, so I think that's that's one. I've not spoken for Hinman. Um, I'm a little cautious, though, because just everything from the speaker point of view sounds really exhausting. So, um, But I hear that it's an amazing meeting, so, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be adverse to discussing it, but, yeah, gosh, the, it just sounds so exhausting. You're going to have to do some workouts, Kevin, if you get invited. Like, just well, That's to, why I'm going to call Uchi. Uh, we're yeah. Gonna, we're yeah, you know, I'll do some uh, some Tai Chi, and uh, I'll start eating better, and I'll be ready for it. You know, it's gonna be well, awesome. And I would love to if if Tahiti has a dental association, perhaps uh, that would be on my bucket list. I, you know, I've I've heard you and I could create one there pretty easily. So <laughs> I just I to throw it um, out there. I, I, I really the the speaking. I've been blessed to have been able to go to a bunch of meetings. Um, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with the meetings I've been to. My my bucket list is if I could continue to go to yeah. meetings such as Yankee and um, Rocky Mountain for sure. If I if I could stay on a regular rotation with Rocky Mountain and Star of the North, I'd be thrilled. Um, CDA Anaheim, yes. CDA San Francisco um, is always going to have a special place in my heart. Uh, so I wouldn't be adverse to to going there. Just the reason why San Francisco. Um, is a big thing for me is because that I spoke there years and years and years ago but that show was where I realized and and so as a speaker we have self-doubt like are we hitting the message are we doing doing good are we connecting all that kind of stuff you know are we actually making a difference in the industry and CDA San Francisco from a spiritual point of view and I don't get spiritual often was when I realized that okay what you're doing is right it just I just had an epiphany that Yep. Yeah, it was really cool, and and my friend and mentor Debbie Castagna was there. She was my room host, um, and she gave me this gift, and I still have it. And she's probably going to laugh because she probably doesn't even remember it, but she gave me this rock, and it was basically, you know, this this 
it was a small rock. It was symbolic of San Francisco. You know, just basically our time together. But that it, I don't know. It just it hit me that okay, yeah. Debbie's proud of me. That's that's huge. Um, Debbie was our consultant for years in my office, my old office. So for Debbie to be proud of me, that was always, you know, that was cool. And and then the the crowd was fantastic. So so CDA San Francisco, if I could be on a regular rotation there, I'd be be really happy on that. Um, yeah, our industry is changing so much that I'm sure another show would would come up. I think Serona World. If I'd love to speak at Serona World. Um, I'd love to speak at Dentaltown. I've never spoken at Dentaltown. Have you? Uh, you know, I've never been allowed to. You know, I've always been the out. You know, I've always been the competition until this oh, year. Oh, that's right. Because Dentaltown Magazine and exactly. ah, Dental Economics. So you know, so uh, I'm still I'm still working to, to get up to your level to even be on Howard's podcast. Which oh, I hope you know, send a, send later. a send an inquiry. Send a, I'll send you Ryan's email address. Um, because cause I know they're always looking. Yeah, Howard, Howard, that was a fun podcast because Howard, you know, you never know where it's going. That was a good one. Absolutely. That was I, a good one. I, you know, you just sit there and go, th- please, please don't. <laughs> don't ask me about Trump. Don't ask me about Hillary. Yeah. Just please don't. And yeah. and it was good. It was good stuff. Um, always appreciative of Howard, Gary Takis, too. You've done Gary's podcast. I have. Yeah, Gary. Yeah. There, there are a lot of good podcasts out there, and, and that's, again, probably a whole other podcast. But, yeah. You know, and, and and the thing that I love, and I was telling my my mom this the other day. You know, because uh, every time I go to a meeting, I love my mom. She always like, well, now are you going to have any friends out there? You know, and, and, and I, you know, because because it's such you know these are such horrible things that we do. And I, and I always tell her, and and I'm serious when I say this. I say, you know, I always have a friend at one of these meetings. And that's one of the things that is such a, a blessing for being and doing what we do is that we have made so many friends along the way, not just colleagues, but actual friends, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that you can go out for a, for a dinner in San Francisco or Toronto or Chicago or wherever you are, you know, and there's always somebody to go out with and, and, you know, just kind of, you don't have to be on at that point. It's just like you and I talking, you know, that, yeah, we can talk business, but it's not like, you know, we can also let our guard down a little bit too. Well, and in fact, that is why typically when I go out to dinner with you or and Dana, uh, you know, or Rita and, yeah. and Mindy and Ginny, we go we go to a place that's far away. We do because we've been interrupted quite often, and and it's never. And I don't want to complain. It's a good problem to have. You know, people that have taken our classes, they've got additional questions. I always want to answer their questions, but sometimes I just want to sit and chill with you guys. So sure. we we tend to go far away um you know oh oh that's another meeting both the pacific northwest i i love that meeting too that's oh, another one. totally Andy, forgot about that absolutely you know i you know i will always be a big fan of seattle area it's a beautiful part of the world it's where my wife's from and uh yeah anytime you yeah. get a chance you know and, and you talked about how that you know cda san francisco is kind of your epiphany and for me it was the oregon dental association meeting you know that is was that the, right that was the first time I ever spoke to assistants was out there. And, yeah, all of a sudden I was like, you know, there, there's a need, and, and I want to fill that need. And, and so, yeah, so Oregon will always be a special meeting to me just for that same reason. Absolutely. You, you know, and I, we are not necessarily the warm and fuzzy types, but that we may want to explore this a little bit because, um, you know, in another podcast, because because there are certain milestones that a speaker reaches without even realizing 
that yeah. they were striving for that. And that that's that's one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we should we should probably talk about that at some other point. Uh, but we have gone over Kevin. We have gone we have gone the distance today. We we really well, need to wrap this up. <laughs> let's do it. Then. I always enjoy our time, and uh, who knows what roads we'll go down next time. Oh, geez, and we managed not to embarrass ourselves. I am always amazed at the end of the podcast that we have not embarrassed ourselves. We do give out TMI, but that's okay. It's, it's yep. the way it hey. is. Exactly. So, all right, so we will be back with a, another episode next time. Uh, t- so everyone listening, if, if you wouldn't mind, uh, share this information with your friends. Go ahead and, and tell people about the Nobody Told You That podcast and share it on Facebook and Twitter and all of that. You know, Our goal is to make sure that you are never in a position where you, know, you are unaware and hopefully uh, today has given you some behind the scenes. I know, uh, Kevin, a lot of this stuff I'm sure is going to be new to people that have not even been in the industry long. Yeah, I think so. So if, and if you have any questions about us, hit, it up, hit us up on Facebook. Um, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, there you go, uh, and, and ask us your questions. So until the next podcast, uh, Kevin and I are signing off. Subscribe to this podcast so you'll get our next candid discussion. Visit Teresa's website, odysseymgmt.com. That's odysseymgmt.com for more information on Teresa's courses, books, and speaking schedule. Subscribe to her newsletter while you're there. Don't say we didn't tell you that.